Let's see your best attack. Time to tip the scales. Yeah, no damage. And now you know what I told you. <laughs> Welcome to Startup Gym, a show about the hard work, coaches, and community that go into building a company. Our Startup Gym is Science Inc., an incubator and venture studio in Los Angeles. Today we'll hear from Bryce Pappenbrook and David Vincent. You might know them for their many voiceover roles in anime and video games, but around here we also know them as the co-founders of Unlocked, an app that puts Comic-Con in your pocket. We talk about their experience starting a company and have a lot of fun in the process. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties, so sorry about that in advance. All right, let's get into it. This is going to be fun. I am here with Bryce and David. Guys, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, yeah. happy to be here. It's our pleasure. I'd like to start off by saying I know you guys are known for a few different things. Bryce, you're known as Aaron Yeager, Rin Akamura, Kirito, and many others. David, you're known as Robin, Gilgamesh, Grimjow, and many others. Yes. And obviously, you're also the founders of Unlocked, a company here at Science. How do you like to introduce yourself? If I ask you, who are you? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no. I feel like um, I feel like I'm back in school and it's a test. Um, no, you know what I would say is that uh, I am a serial entrepreneur um, and uh, and certainly an actor, uh, and, and an actor and an entrepreneur. And I, th- I think those two go in, go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, it's been really interesting to see what kind of entrepreneurs actors can make. And I think there's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, you you deal with a lot of the the very very similar things as an actor and as an entrepreneur. You know, there's tons of rejection as an actor and tons mm-hmm. of rejection as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and a lot of hard work that has to go into both. So. Yeah, I agree. And and pretty much as an actor, you are your own business. And so, I mean, I think that's why it's so conducive as, uh, you know, having a a background, a a pretty long history as an actor uh, in this, in the entertainment industry. um, It really marries perfectly into entrepreneurship. What are some of the benefits of being both an actor and an entrepreneur for the entrepreneurial side of things? What are some things that you've learned as an actor that cross over as you build companies as, and as you exist as an entrepreneur as well. Uh, what are some challenges to being an entrepreneur having a, you know, entertainment background? Well, I would say, um, I mean, first, like I mentioned before, uh, the amount of work that goes into establishing yourself and, and really, you know, you are your business. So to building that business, we've, I've learned, a. a a lot over the years of, of how to create real relationships with different people, uh, of how to conduct yourself, uh, and, and how to kind of grow. Um, and I, I've really brought that to our company. And I think persistence is, uh, is really one of the key factors. Um, and, you know, people ask me, well, how did you get to, you know, where you're at as an actor and how did you get there? And it's because I've, I, I say I've persisted and I've continued and, and people have asked me, well, why didn't you quit? Well, I, I'm too stupid to quit. I just keep doing it, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I think that that again aligns perfectly with entrepreneurship is you, you figure out, what doesn't work, you don't do that, and you figure out what works, and you you persist, and you continue, and you don't stop. So, Awesome. What are some things that didn't work, some things that you've learned from along the way that led to Unlocked on the entrepreneurship side? Oh, on the entrepreneurship 
side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I had a, an online marketing company. Um, it was great. Uh, it was just something that, you know, it wasn't necessarily like a, a total like blow up and burn down failure. What happened was is that I had to choose. Uh, at that point, I had my online marketing company. It was going great. But my voiceover career really started to take off. And then I started to do some on-camera work. And I started to get into uh, 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 motion capture uh, quite a bit. And I was getting jobs that were, were taking me overseas for you know a month or two at a time. And I just had to pick and choose. So, I mean, that was kind of like difficult choices. There, there are choices that you have to make, uh, you know, and you have to make those choices to move forward. Yeah, I've, I've learned how to really... Um schedule my time and, and compart like, like set aside time for certain things, uh, and, and make sure that I'm attributing time for each project because as we're growing unlocked, we're still remaining actors. We really have multiple jobs at this point, because on top of being performers, we also also go to these fan events, uh, comic cons around, around the world. Yeah. Um, and influence on unlocked. Right. So for those who don't know what is comic con? I'm sure most know, but yeah, if you're not familiar with what a comic con is, um, for those who are listening is a comic con is a, a special event that, uh, that usually happens over the weekend. It can be like a four day event, uh, three day event, um, that happens. Uh, there are over 850, uh, comic cons around the world. Uh, they're called different things. Comic con is kind of the generic name for, for these events, but they're fan conventions is what they are. And, um, they have exploded in popularity over the last decade. I started, I did my first convention about 10 years ago. And so, um, but what it is, is it's a, it's a convention. Fans congregate, uh, and they bring in celebrities that, uh, that, that star in these properties. They bring in, um, the producers and, and, and whatnot, the industry people, uh, from these, um, these. So these what properties. types of properties? When you say, is that, I know it's shows, games. Yes. Yeah. There's all sorts of different genres. There's these comic cons are like multi fandom events, but then there's also anime conventions and gaming conventions, sci-fi, sci-fi, horror conventions, and something yeah. for everyone. And so what it is is the fans will go. They, um, you know, they do panel. There's panels where they can, uh, you know, talk about different aspects of uh, of the fandom. Um, obviously, uh, a big draw is the swag that's there. So you can go and spend a lot of money. Um, buying swag and then meet meet uh, meet your favorite actors uh, and industry players who uh, bring those properties to life. Awesome. Did you guys meet at a comic con? Actually, the first time I met you, we were at JBI in what, what is it? Woodland Hills. In Woodland Hills. Or, in Woodland yeah, Hills, just kind of recording something. Yeah, and we were kind of the other <laughs> ones going into the booth, and you're just like, "Hey, hi! I think I've talked to you right. in a show before." And, yeah, and that's kind <laughs> of. But yeah, I think we met at JBI, and then like the first time we actually hung out was at a comic con. Um, finally, you know, kind of got to, to talk them with one another. Cool. Yeah. So I'd like to get into a little bit of the, some of the fun stuff around voice acting and what yeah. you guys do and, you know, what I would presume a bunch of the people listening right now know you for. Um, but I want to start off with, do you guys ever hear voices? <laughs> like in our heads? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like talk to ourselves in the, or the think, multiple voices? think in the voice of a character? <laughs> 
I don't know. Do you? Does that happen to you? No, I don't necessarily hear voices. I mean, I played tricks on people and stuff like that. You That's know, always with, fun. Uh, with weird voices, which is always fun. We were in uh, um, my wife uh, and and I. We've got a family cabin up in uh, northern Idaho, and so first time we were driving, and I see this uh, this this drive-through convenience store, and I had never seen anything like this in my life. I'm like, my holy cow, they have a drive-through convenience store. We have to stop. Uh-huh. And she's like, No, we don't need anything. I'm like, but 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 we have to stop. I'm going. And so I drive through, and I pull in, and literally I realized right as this girl's walking up. I'm like, I have nothing to say to her. And so she looks at me and she's like, uh, do you, uh, how can I help you? What can I get you? And I just like froze and I was like, uh, pardon me, do you have any Grey Poupon? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'll mess with people like that. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't necessarily hear voices. Okay. Bryce? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I like to mess with people. That's always fun. Um, but I think to get into character, like it's it's always interesting. Like I, mm. I kind of imagine different things to pull me into those roles and sure. to get to the voice, but I don't know if I'm necessarily hearing that voice in my head. Hmm. It's more the attitude of the character. Like when I have a, a character, what you do when you when when you get the sides, which is the script um, that the the producers want you to audition for this character, they'll give you a character description, and in that character description, we'll say how old that character is. Uh, what their uh, you know their traits are? Are they melancholy? Are they evil? Are they a villain? Are they um, a hero? Are they happy-go-lucky? Like whatever those character traits are, then I take and I look at the script and what that dialogue is, and then I come up with the character's attitude. And so that's really where the voice kind of comes. Uh, you know, it's not like you're just pulling wacky voices out of the hmm. out, of, out of the air. It's really kind of like based on what that script is giving you. How long does that process usually take? for creating a uh, voice for a character? It all depends. Um, Sometimes it happens in a second. You just see a picture and that voice just... Pops into your head. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, just enter. It's just there. You're that character immediately. Uh, And sometimes like you put something out and someone else hears it and everyone hears sound sort of differently. So you might think it sounds one way, you'll put it out there and the director will be like, well, let's make him five years younger or he's, you know down the line they'll know something about this character and they'll kind of hint to get you to that voice cool is there a character that comes to mind as one that really felt like an accomplishment to to nail one that you were thinking through and figuring out what the voice should be like and once you had it was super exciting um, I mean, there are a bunch, but yeah, I mean, one in particular, it would be Grim Jow from the, the series Bleach. And the reason why is because I, I saw this character, I fell in love with this character, and I, I lobbied for that character for like two years because he hadn't, he hadn't come out in the anime, uh, yet. Hmm. And so I fell in love with this character. I knew that, uh, that I, I just had to voice this guy. And it's something that I've never done where I've actually like pursued the production company and be like, hey guys, it's David Vincent. And then finally, um, I get this email and they're like, uh, hey, can you come in for some auditions? And uh, I go into the studio and of course, there's like 50 other guys auditioning for Grim Jow. Mm. But studied the character a little bit before I auditioned for it. And I wound up obviously uh, winning the role for it. And um, Can we hear it? Um, <sighs> it's a little loud, so sorry if I blow, right. blow out your, uh, your yeah. microphone. Uh, remember my name, Soul Reaper, Grim Jow Jagger Jack. And you better pray that you never hear it again, because if you do, you're a dead man. I promise. That was great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Love that. Uh, Bryce? 
Yeah, um, I actually have a role that was kind of interesting. I, I was cast as this character named Meliodas in a show called Seven Deadly Sins. And he's this sort of four foot tall, 3000 year old. Yeah, great, <laughs> a great character for me. Um, and he's just this itty bitty guy. And, um, I, I was cast as the role and we were playing around with the voice. And I noticed in the animation, because as we're dubbing, when it's done in Japanese, we're actually watching the show and talking as the character on screen is talking. I noticed that the character always raised his eyebrows. And I, I just messed with it. Sometimes if you change your face, it changes your voice. Oh, yeah. So to get Meliodas's voice, I have to raise my eyebrows so high that it stretches out my vocal cords. That's Meliodas. <laughs> and that's when I really knew I had it and the director was like, that's him. So I had to raise my eyebrows the entire time. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I will be practicing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a role? What's the first role that you got recognized for? And what did that feel like? Mm. Either at a con or wherever. Yeah, for me, um, I, I grew up in the the industry. So I was cast in a show called uh, Dot Hack Sign Legend of the Twilight Bracelet. Um, and I play a character called Shugo. Um, if you see him, he has like this orange hat on. Um, so I was I was pretty young and I was really lucky that I, I sort of fell into a really great lead. A bunch of people were familiar with the, the Dot Hack series. Um, and that's the it was it was a cool feeling. Um, to, to have that, you know, under my belt. Yeah, I actually, I'm trying to remember I got recognized for, and this was really weird. Um, I had done this, uh, this small series called Gun Sword, um, and I played the lead character, Vaughn. And uh, it had literally just came out, and there we, I was getting married. And actually, here's a little fun fact. I proposed to my wife in that series, I redubbed over. There was a scene where the um, the main character, which I was voicing, gets down on his knee and he's talking to a girl in front of a church. And I redubbed over that my proposal to my wife, and I showed that to her. And that's how I proposed to her. That's awesome. Um, a little fun fact. So yeah. cool. <laughs> but at any rate, we were um, we were we had set our location was up in northern Idaho, uh, and we were calling DJs up there to DJ our wedding. And uh, the DJ um, was mad at us because I had to postpone a meeting with him because I had to stay and record something. And so he like, um, and he was like really upset and, until I told him, I'm like, sorry, I just, I can't, I have to record. And so all of a sudden he's like, you're Vaughn from Gunsword, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's actually me. I'm like, holy cow. But that type of stuff was fun. Actually, I was in a bank and I was opening up a, a bank account at, at uh, B of A. And um, they ask you, you know, okay, what's your occupation? Mm -hmm. I said, voice actor. And the lady's like, oh, really? Anything I'd know? And I was like, well, you know, Street Fighter. And, and uh, she's like, wait a second. She goes, please stay right here. <laughs> she goes, get to the branch manager. And he comes, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. Exciting <laughs> <laughs> stuff for him, you know? So that type of stuff is super fun. That's awesome. Yeah, hearing the kind of fan interaction stuff is always really cool. It's the greatest. Really fun. It's always great when people don't believe you. Like, yeah. I tell people, like, I, I do the voice of this character, and they're just like, no, yeah. no way, that's not, I'm pretty sure it is, let me, <laughs> let me Google myself, and I'll show you, like, there's a picture of me, and yeah. there's Mike next to me, right. I think yeah. it's me. Right. I did, I, I did a convention in Limerick, Ireland, because I was headed to another one up in Edinburgh, Scotland, so I had a couple days to myself, and so I, and uh, I had, um, one evening, uh, just went into this random pub, and I sat down to have a pint, 
And uh, I had been there for probably about half an hour and this guy sidles up next to me and he goes, oh, you're not from around here, are you? No, I'm, I'm from Los Angeles. He goes, oh, what brings you to Ireland? And I said, well, I'm a voice actor, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, and he's like, holy shit, voice! We got the voice from martial law in the pub with us! Really him! And so I'm signing, uh, they have this big chalkboard, signing the chalkboard, you know, behind the bar and stuff. It was pretty cool. Is there anything you're surprised you don't get asked more? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, it, I wish that they would ask me where I got my hair cut. Or, no, I'm just kidding. For those of you listening, I'm bald. So. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a really good question. I think maybe if they ask, like, what the hardest part of being a voice actor is, hmm. you know, because uh, a lot of times they think, oh, my gosh, you guys, uh, you know, it's, it's just all gravy and, and wonderful. And, and, you know, it's, it's actually a lot of hard work. Yeah. And uh, in to, to number one is it takes years and years to establish yourself and to work at it and continue working at it. And, and just when you think, uh, you know, you're ready to give up, don't give up and keep doing it. And, you know, like that type of stuff, uh, that tends to be something that gets left on the side, maybe. I, I just hope that they believe us when we tell, like when we talk about how difficult it is to, to get established in this industry. And yeah. even once you're established to continue to book roles, you're constantly competing. Yeah. Um, just on every single audition, you're competing against a hundred other people, at least that could probably do that role that, yeah. that could handle it. Yeah. So it's, it's, Super high levels of competition. Yeah. And I guess you're right. That That is probably a question that, that would be good to, to to really communicate to people that want to get into this industry. Got it. Yeah. And I would also say, with that being said, though, that anybody that does want to get into the industry, I encourage them, uh, full stop, go True. for it. You know, do it. Um, you know, just understand the, the, the level of competitive, uh, competitiveness uh, that's involved, but, uh, you know, uh, absolutely go for it. Yeah, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Yeah, somebody's going to get that role. Why not you? Awesome. I love that. There are obviously some corollaries between that specifically and entrepreneurship, I'm sure, yes. and building a company. Yeah. Absolutely. So why don't we get into that? We'll, we'll come back to some of the fun stuff, and, and you guys aren't off the hook yet of doing voices, <laughs> uh, but let's get into some of the, the company side of things. So your company is called Unlocked. Yes. yes. What is it? Well, Unlocked connects people like us uh, and others in the industry that go to these fan con conventions, uh, you know, from actors to artists to cosplayers to YouTubers, all of these different guests to fans around the world. Uh, and it does so through live streaming and direct interactions. Yeah. And so it's also, there's uh, also a large component to it of, uh, of uh, original programming. And so what we're building into this platform is original programming where you can um, watch shows produced by, uh, by the influencers on our network, but also um, even we're ta in talks now about possibly bringing on some established uh, intellectual properties. But then what's great about this is that you're going to be able to talk to the actors uh, and, uh, and the people involved. And then you're going to be able to talk to your favorite cosplayers and you're going to be able to talk to your favorite, uh, you know, artists and, and, uh, all in one place, uh, where it's a community built around, um, many fandoms where we, it's one, one place where we can all be together as a community. Yeah. I love the community aspect of it specifically. You really have nailed down on a specific niching and group of people and are really providing for them and it's awesome how did this idea come about how did this get started how did you guys team up on this and you know where where's what's the origin story here i had uh gone to a convention in florida and uh i was uh, on a long flight back and i was just thinking i was like gosh you know i know that 
Um, you know, I met so many fans this weekend, but I, I had uh, gotten a couple of messages where fans had reached out and didn't get to, to meet me that weekend and whatnot. And I was like, there's just, there has to be a better way for us to be able to interact with our fans. Uh, you know, these conventions during the conventions are so amazing and there's such an energy when you're there that it's palpable. And so I was like, there's gotta be a way to bring us together because if people are messaging me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever, those messages just get buried. And so, and then they think we're jerks because we're not replying to them, but that's, that's not the truth. You know, in fact, we, we want um, to reply to them. So I had this an original idea and Bryce and I had met and I was like, uh, that's, you know, I had a lot of respect, respect for him, super sharp guy. So invited Bryce and, and his lovely wife over to dinner one night at, uh, at our house and Yep. And, and that's uh, when, when the conversation of this concept came up and I, I totally agreed with Dave. I was facing a very similar problem and, uh, I love these fan events because you don't have any feedback as a voice actor. You're in this booth by yourself and it's not like you're on stage and you get, you know, an audience to laugh or you get an applause. Like there's, there's none of that. You, you have no idea who is seeing your work and, and that you work so hard to do and, and, and you put everything in the idea if people are actually seeing it. Um, so going to these conventions, it's proof that people have seen it and they love it. And they, it's an incredible experience, I think, from both sides. Yeah. Um, and Because there has changed my life in this way. And what, you, what this meant to me, and you helped to bring that character to life. You know, that type of, it's a two-way street, you know? Yeah, and it's an incredible feeling. It's something that I never expected to to experience as an actor. Um, and I wanted not only to continue to experience that with other people that were, you know, in a different city or somewhere else in the world or too remote to attend these conventions. I, I wanted to, to meet them and have them experience it also, but I wanted my fellow actors to continue that um, because not everyone has the bandwidth to make it to these events. Um, maybe they can't travel and, you know, maybe their, their work schedule is too busy here in LA and they can't leave the city. Um, but they still want to meet fans around the world. And there was nothing out there to, to do that. Um, so when Dave brought me, you know, the idea that the original concept, I, I went back and thought about it for a while and, and I thought, well, how can we make this accessible to everyone in the world? And I came back to him and said, look, if we did this mobile, everyone has a phone. Yeah. This would open it up to anyone, mm -hmm. anywhere, anytime. Um, and that's what we went after. That's what we pursued. Yeah. And unlocked is, is what, what came of it. So when people go in and interact with you, how are they interacting? What, like, what does it look like? Are they sending you a message? Are they talking to you? What does that interaction look like from a, from a product level? Yeah, absolutely. So our first sort of, our beta. Uh, we call it a, yeah, a working, yeah. um, uh, we can live stream and users show up to our live fast. So we're able to receive those messages, respond, see the person's username, a picture, and almost have a conversation with that person. Um, I've had streams came up to meet me in person. I recognize them and I, I had already talked to them. You know, I had this conversation with them. So, you know, there's a, a little bit of awkwardness when you meet someone for the first time and that was gone. Uh, it was like we just carried on the conversation in, in person. Yeah. Um, it's so, like you're able to build new friendships that much easier. And the features that we're seeking on our next iteration yes. will just continue that. Continue to build 
better ways of communicating and interacting uh, with not only between us and fans using the app, but fans and each other. Absolutely. And that's really what our our biggest drive is with this next uh, version of Unlocked is the community. And that's uh, that's what we're driving here is the community um, because the fans, uh, what's great about the fans is that number one, uh, we all have something passionate in common. And that's all of these different wonderful. We are uh, one part of that component where we're we are happen to be the actors that are starring in these um, in these properties. But part of the community that we're going to build in, we want the fans to be able to communicate with each other. We want the fans to be able to put their own, mm. uh, you know, uh, creative ideas on it, uh, and uh, and and uh, you know, do uh, you know chats and storytelling and that type of stuff. So there's a big uh, community aspect that we're going to be building into our next version that we're super excited about so that the fans, uh, it really brings that community together. How do you think through what to implement and what not to implement? Number one, the first and foremost is we're listening to the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're the like our biggest asset is uh, saying, hey, what do you guys want? And so um, when we first started with science, what we did, we started from scratch and we started a, uh, a, a private Facebook group. And in three months, we grew it to 13,000 fans um, with zero advertising. I mean, wow. just, just word of mouth and just having um, a bunch of our colleagues coming in to provide some, um, some uh, you know, original content into the group. And then really watching that community grow with the fans interacting with each other and, and really creating that community. So I think that's probably one of our biggest assets is having the fans and listening to, listening to them and being able to get direct feedback from them. Yeah, being very open to what they're looking for and what they would want. Um, but I think also we've always thought about the original concept and, and those fan conventions and those fan interactions and of those, the, the original inspiration of this company. Yeah, and the energy that, uh, that, that is created with that type of a community. What are some specific interactions you've had? Yeah, actually... So there's there's one person that really stands out. Her name is Allie, um, and she was a very early user. Um, we kind of released quietly just to test things out. Um, she's a very early user, and um, she came on and loved the concept, loved the app, wanted to be part of it, and um, she's actually helping us now. She's part of our remote really? team. Cool. So um, I had talked to her a number of times uh, through my streams, and then I went to New Zealand and she came up to my table and her friend's like, do you recognize who this is? And I did. I, I recognized her right away because I had talked to her a number of times and um, there was this sort of VIP mixer meetup and she was there and we ended up talking for five hours. Wow. Like we talked the whole time. It was just because, you know, the ice was already broken because we had mm-hmm. talked on Unlocked. Well, in addition, I mean, you know, you have power users, right, who, who are like really excited and enthusiastic uh, about, about this, this platform. And so um, I'm, I've had fans, you know, just reach out onto my social media outside of Unlocked just saying, thank you so much for creating Unlocked. Um, this is exactly what I needed in my life. You know, this is something that has affected me in, in so many different ways. You should tell them about the, the young man that you're corresponding with, uh, that, that came through unlocked, who's got the, the, uh, autoimmune disease or something like that. Oh yeah. So he's, you know, he's had some, some problems gone through. I won't go into too many details, Mm -hmm. but numerous surgeries and, um, you know, was just says that unlocked just brings him so much positivity 
and support. And um, I, I noticed him on one of my streams when I, it's just kind of a blur of people on my, my Facebook page because so many requests come in, but instantly I recognized his name. So I just decided to start correspondence back and forth with him. And, uh, it, you know, these, these things came out and he told me all about his, his difficulties and what he was going through and, and start, you know, going into surgery the next day. And, and now it's like, I've, I've become his friend yeah. and we, we talk and correspond all the time. And that never would have happened if Without, it wasn't for, if Unlocked. it wasn't for unlocked. And that's the type of interaction. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of community that we're talking about is being able to create a new way to to form a, a community that's already extremely, you know, extremely strong and, and, and powerful in and of itself, but being able to bring it together in one place like this. That's amazing. Yeah, that's he was he was cool. watching my my stream where I was acting like the ladies' man. He said it gave him motivation <laughs> to ask out a girl. Hey, and I'm actually yeah, gonna go. send him a, a little voice <laughs> clip awesome. to, to help yeah. give him that bump. He's gonna go for it. Yeah. So I, I think that's really awesome. That's so great. That's so unique too. What are some things that you didn't expect going into it that you've that you've learned so far? Uh, about unlocked. Unlocked. Yeah. Um, well, quite simply, the amount of work. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, the, the easy word, but I mean, but it's it's not just work though. I mean, it's something we're building something really special, you know. And I mean, that's what's. I mean, it's turned into so much more than the original thought was. You know, my original thought sitting on a plane was like we should build something to make it easier to, to communicate with fans. And now it's turning into so much more than that. It's turning into this, this entirely new platform and a new community and a new way to bring our community together. Um, so that was really unexpected. I didn't expect it to really kind of like just blossom into this amazing thing and to, and to get the, the reaction from the fans that we're getting is... I totally agree. I knew bootstrapping a company was tough, um, but I, I wasn't expecting this. And I think that... If it wasn't for the support of the fans that are really driving us, I mean, right now we're only released on iOS. Uh, we get requests for an Android every, version every single, single day, every day, day. every day, and, and we want to bring it so bad. And it's just motivation, you know. Yeah. When when we get <clears throat> to the office and we see, you know, a flood of requests, it's like everyone wants this. We all want to make this happen, and the fans are are that extra bump that we need to to get us there. So you started to touch on it there. Give us a little insight on what it's like day to day for you at Unlocked. Other than working hard to get an Android product out there into the world, what is what does the typical day look like here in the office? The funny thing that we've learned is no day is ever the same. Right. Um, and that's been a struggle for us. You know, yeah. we really look for some consistency. And uh, Mike Jones, when we first met him, he said, "You have to be open." You have yeah. to be open and listen and, and be able to adjust. And when we think we have our, our finger on something that's going to work, the next day it's something totally different. Yeah. And finding those things that kind of work and, and experimenting, really, really, truly experimenting and testing things out has been frustrating but incredible. Yeah. I, I, I'll just add to that is, is it's true. I mean, we having to have the patience to really make that discovery and uh, being in science now that we've been here for six months, you know, is, is the, the, having the pay, cause I want everything. We both want everything done yesterday. It needs to be done. Um, but really taking the time to, to learn 
you know, what is going to be the best for the company and for the audience and to really create what everybody wants. And that's the win, win, win. Everybody's winning, you know, and, and dedication to really figure it out. And, and our running joke between the two of us is that usually when we get to the office in the morning, um, we know that we've got this massive pile of work that we have to tackle. Yeah. And by the end of the day, it's like eight or nine o'clock at night when we're finally heading home. And we have more work than what we <laughs> came, <laughs> came to in the morning, you know. Right. You touched on it a little bit about science and the advice you've gotten from Mike. What has, can we, can you talk a little bit just about what it's been like building out of science? It's been phenomenal. Amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, Your check's in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, but but honestly, like being at science uh, is a total game changer for us because the number one, um, just the amount of talent that is in this building is unparalleled. Yeah. Um, the, the advice, the feedback, uh, the opportunity that is, it has provided us, uh, has just been remarkable. Um, and we love it here. Yeah. I have learned so much. I feel like every day I come into the office, I learn something new and I'm just trying to be like a sponge and absorb everything I can. Um, the amount of growth that I've had since I've been here is just phenomenal. Um, I, I feel like now we we finally have the tools to create a company that can grow and scale. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know there's so much more we need to learn, um, but I, I feel so much more equipped and ready to just take this to the next level. So as you think about building Unlocked, building this company and building this product in this community, what would you consider success for Unlocked? What's a milest- What are the milestones that you look at and think, We've achieved what we wanted to achieve. What is success for you guys? Well, I think the next milestone for us, and it's hard to look too far into the future. Sure. We kind of have to see what, you know, what the next thing right in front of our faces that we're really working towards. I think it's building the product that we want. And Dave and I both have an idea of what we believe will unlocked will turn into and will become. And once we have that product um, and we see that community actually interacting and people experiencing that that feeling that we described that we wanted to create a digital version of i think we'll take a step back and be like yes we've we've done something awesome yeah you'll see it in the feedback that you get from the fans um in in the in the um the the platform um but yeah and i mean as as far as you know having a time to be able to to step back and be like okay you know i think that having unlocked be ubiquitous at comic cons around the world um Mm. where when we go to these comic cons i mean that's kind of one of the the cool things is we get paid to go to these comic cons and we get paid to go and market our our network yeah um but i mean what with uh with every fan whenever i'm signing autographs at a convention um i want them to you know be like i want to see you know the people in my line to be like hey you're so-and-so from unlocked you know and and that i know them you know that's that's what i think would be absolutely amazing that would so segueing back into some of the acting stuff and the fun stuff, not that that was a fun. <laughs> it is a fun company to be a part it of, really by is. the way. It it's really is. Cool. Um, I have a role for you guys. Okay. And this role is, is kind of a, I'm kind of cheating here, but the role is you are your current self. The scene is you're talking to your pre-unlocked self. What advice would you give that person? Get sleep now because you're not going to be doing this very soon. Enjoy your rest. 
Uh, I would say, uh, yeah, play as much golf as you can now because you're not going to be playing any uh, after you start this company. Um, yeah, no, I would just say is, uh, you know, honestly, keep an open mind um, and take in all the new information that you're going to get like like a sponge, like Bryce said, you know, is, is, uh, is really take this new opportunity and run with it because it's special. Awesome. Okay. So the last thing I want to do here is in these last few minutes, kind of a quick round of I want to throw out two character names, one for each of you, and a topic okay. to have you talk about. <laughs> Red from Pokemon Origins. Okay. Talking with Vaughn from Gunsword. Vaughn from Gunsword. Okay. About SpaceX and the successful rocket launch that they just had. <laughs> okay. Hey, Red. This is Vaughn. Vaughn of the Dawn. Did you see the launch of Rocket Man? Uh, no. Can you tell me about it? Damn, that's good! <laughs> I much to that, I, but yeah, that's I, okay. I, I, like, I like to picture him freaking out and reacting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Kirito from Sword Art Online. Okay. And Robin from Fire Emblem. Trash talking before a sword fight. Oh boy! Um, see, I, he's all, all he has is catchphrases. <laughs> right, has, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, good. Let's do it with catchphrases. Well, Robin, I hope you've been practicing. Link start. Thoron. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is the only one. Just say something. Let's see your best attack. Time to tip the scales. Yeah, no damage. No, you know what? I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you awesome. caused zero oh, damage. Zero damage. <laughs> Three star. Yeah. Uh, all right. Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan <laughs> and Gilgamesh from Fate Zero talking about LA traffic. Mmm. <sighs> L.A. traffic is filled with nothing but mongrels. I agree. I'm just going to smash him. That's <laughs> me biting my hand. <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's a titan. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. That was so fun. Uh, yeah, this, that's it. That's it. What, what, would you, what would you like to say? Just so much for listening to us. Uh, this was really fun being here. And keep your eyes on Unlocked because we're creating something really special. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, to all the early uh, early fans that have joined us on our beta, is uh, thanks for being with us, and and uh, and thanks to all of our, our actor colleagues who have joined us in the beginning here. And stay tuned because uh, we have some some very special things in the works. And uh, and please do join us um, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. Where can they find Unlocked? Right now, they can find us uh, on iOS. Uh, our beta is uh, just search unlocked uh, on the App Store, and that would be the easiest way to find us. Yep, they can find us on Twitter also at Unlocked Live and our website, uh, unlockedofficial.com. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Thanks again to Bryce and Dave for a really fun conversation. I think part of what made it so fun is that that is exactly what Unlocked is about those real, unfiltered conversations with interesting people. 
If you want to hear more conversations like that, you can find them on Unlocked. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we'd love it if you'd share the episode and leave a rating on this podcast. My name's Laz, at Laz Alberto on Twitter if you have any feedback. Thanks for listening.